You'd think that as a video game podcaster and comedian, my life is all fun and games. And honestly, you'd be right. About 90% of the time, it's, it's pretty sweet. But every morning, I deal with something very, very serious. My face. You don't become an Edmonton 6 overnight. It takes work. And in my case, it takes good facial hair. And fortunately, I have a great facial hair tag team partner in Harry's. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set and see what I'm talking about. Harry saw the tire fire that the shaving market had become and asked, how did it get like this? Crappy plastic razors, overpriced blades, all locked up like gold bars. And they said, no, we... We can fix this. And damn it, they did. Harry's ships premium quality razors right to your door. About once a month, I check my mail and there's that little box with everything I need to keep my kid presentable status. The blades stay sharp longer, which means an easier time getting my face in order in the morning. And the razors don't look like a dumb piece of plastic that a junior high schooler uses to take care of their peach fuzz. You have the facial hair of a man now. Shave like one. I actually leave my razor handle on the bathroom counter all the time just because it looks so damn classy. Harry's blades are German engineered and they're made to last. They're the best blades on the market for the best price and you don't even have to go out to get them. Set your delivery schedule and shave like a king. I know it sounds sarcastic, but I'm being serious. I've used Harry's forever. These blades are really freaking good. Highest reviews in the industry. A money back guarantee that you're not going to need and a subscription that you can cancel anytime you want. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just 3 bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It's my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you guys so much for listening. You know how it works by now. This week, episode 61, we are talking Pokemon Snap for the Nintendo 64. If you grew up during the Pokemon Snap era, the late 90s, uh, you fucking know this game. We all loved this game. I don't know how well it stood the test of time. I haven't played it probably since 1999, and uh, probably will never play it again, but uh, boy, fuck, if I got memories of this one, and so does Andre, he's my guest this week, and I'm going to get to that in a few minutes, you guys know I need to talk first, and I want to mention that, if you give me a minute, I will talk about the talking, and give you a little bit of an update on what's going on with that. Uh, The deadline for our Patreon prize draw for September is August 31st, is this Saturday, Saturday, August 31st. I'll be doing the draw probably on September 2nd. Uh, It's the Monday because I'm out of town for the week uh, away for comedy right after that. So I got to get it done before I leave. We give away uh, 25% of what we make in gift cards. So, I mean, uh, two months ago, uh, Michael won a $20 gift card for Xbox. Last month, we gave away a Sega Genesis Mini, or I guess this month, August. Uh, In September, we'll be back to the gift card. So it's not too late. You guys get in on that. Two bucks a month is all it takes over at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. $2. 
It's like a cup of coffee. And for that, you're going to get a shout out on the show. You're going to get an entry into the prize draw and you're going to get bonus episodes of the podcast. We're starting to build up a little bit of a back catalog of bonus episodes. There's two game exclusive ones because you're going to get one of those every month. The two game exclusive ones available right now are Cuphead and Octopath Traveler. And we have two Q&A slash rambling podcasts as well where I answer your questions, talk about them. The one for August just went live this past Monday, uh, two days ago. And uh, some of the questions I answered on that one were if I could build an RPG squad of four characters out of any RPG I've played, who would they be? Uh, was as a Nintendo fan, a diehard Nintendo fan, how did I feel about the PS1 launch? Was I anti-PS1? Was I pro-PS1? And, uh, and they're not all video game questions. One of the wrestling questions I answered, because I get a lot of wrestling stuff, is uh, who are the most overrated and underrated wrestlers of the last four decades? And I answered that. I talk more wrestling. I talk more video games. It's all available over there. Patreon.com slash remember the game. Obviously, you're under no obligation. The podcast will keep coming out for free every Wednesday. But if you can spare the two bucks and you're interested in supporting my show, I would really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much for all you guys that are doing that. Plus, you're going to get shout outs and all that good stuff as well. Uh, I'm getting some great feedback on the wrestling portion for that one. And anytime I talk wrestling on here, uh, there is a wrestling podcast in the works. I don't think it's going to launch this year. It'll probably launch next year. My focus right now is really growing. Remember the game. But I do want to expand this into a little bit of a network. I've got a few ideas. And a wrestling one is coming down the road. So thanks for all you guys listening to that. If you guys can hear background noise right now, and I don't know if you can, uh, my girlfriend, my nephew, Ben, and my dog, Molly, are literally all up here running around. Despite the fact that I just said... I'm going to go podcast so you guys can keep it the fuck down. Yeah, now they're all, all three of them are looking at me with these three shit-eating grins right now, too. Fucking Ben, Shaley, and Molly. Yeah, you should say something. I got to finish my intro. Okay. Uh, speaking of my intro, I got an email from a listener, and I don't know if he wants me to name him, so I won't. Uh, I've got a lot of messages from people around the world over the last couple weeks, which is really rad. I'll get into more of that in a second. One of the emails I got was from a listener in Sweden, and if you're listening to this, you obviously know who you are. Thank you very much for reaching out. And he complimented me on the show and said he enjoys it, but he did mention the length of the intros. Uh, I have been asking for feedback from you guys on these and whether you prefer the long intros, if you'd prefer a shorter intro. Um, the feedback has been hot and cold, but to be honest, like a majority of you actually don't seem to hate the intro. Um, I like doing it. I like talking. Uh, if, if a lot of you were suddenly messaging me being like, the intro fucking sucks, then I would dump it. But uh, it seems like it's probably about four to one. People do prefer a longer intro. So what I'm going to do is keep doing them, uh, but I am going to put a timestamp in the comments. So if you guys go to the description of the podcast, I will put the time down there uh, where I end the intro and just get to the chatting about games. So if you're not interested in listening to all this garbage, hit in the comments and that will be every week going forward, beginning here with episode 61. Uh, hit up there, not the comments, the description of the podcast and the timestamp will be there to tell you when you can just skip my rambling and go to uh, the game, okay? So, uh, dude, thank you for the feedback. I don't know if you want your name mentioned or not, so I'm not going to say it. Um, but uh, I always welcome that, you guys. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. And he actually reached out to me through our website, rememberthegamepodcast.com. There's a contact me thing on there. He shot me a message on there. So feel free to reach out to me on there. You can find me on social media, Twitter or Instagram. We are at member the game just like remember without the re picking up a ton of new followers right now which is really dope and uh getting some messages i literally just in the last like day or so got a couple messages on twitter one was from chris 
in uh, Toronto, I believe, which is pretty cool. And then one from John, who is in... John, I don't know if I'm going to say this right, but Crook, Durham, England. I sure hope I said that right. Uh, So I got listeners in England. I got listeners in Sweden. I got listeners in Australia reaching out to me all across Canada, the United States. Pretty fucking cool, man, considering that at the end of the day... Uh, I'm just a hack comedian sitting in his girlfriend's condo spare bedroom recording a podcast about old video games. And she just looked at me like, oh my God, he's right. What a loser. Do you want to come on and just say hi, Shaylee, and review the, or like reveal the the mystery of the girlfriend? No, she doesn't. Okay, good enough. Uh, So anyway, lots of people have been reaching out to me from all around the world. And I think that's fucking awesome. So thank you all so much. Don't hesitate to say hi. If you're on any of those things, we follow back on Twitter and Instagram. So feel free, throw us a follow. We follow back and you can DM and stuff like that. Um, apparently, we were on the top five podcasts on iTunes too for retro games, which is awesome. Uh, please leave reviews, you guys. I, I don't know what they accomplished and I used to read them all on here, but I don't know how to access all of them anymore. But if you're enjoying the show, it takes two seconds. I know I hate doing it for the podcasts that I listen to as well, but I do do it. Five stars. You don't have to say anything if you don't want. Apparently, that gets us bumped up and we're just trying to grow this fucking thing. Uh, I also... I uh, had one person reach out and I think it was Chris and mentioned that uh, there's some episodes missing on Spotify. I think Spotify starts at episode 40. What happened there is our original podcast was on Spotify and then all of a sudden they stopped putting them on there. And when I reached out to them and asked why, they said because the format wasn't MP3, it was some other kind of, and you guys know I don't know anything about fucking technology, but it was some other kind of audio file. And so because it wasn't an MP3, they weren't getting trans. Uh, transitioning or they weren't transitioning over to Spotify so uh, beginning with episode 40 I started making them as mp3s if you're new to the show and that's where you're listening or if you're listening somewhere where you don't have access to the old episodes that's why I'm sorry I don't think there's anything I can do about it I don't have those old files to transfer in mp3s and re-upload them now but you can find them anywhere else they're on YouTube you can listen to them online on all kinds of different podcast apps so uh, check them out there and I'm sorry for the inconvenience all right but that's what happened there uh, one more quick thought, and this one's about video games before I get into what I'm playing and then shut up and talk Pokemon Snap. Um, I finished Fire Emblem a few days ago, which is phenomenal. I'll get more into that in a minute on my what I'm playing. But I was kind of looking for something new to play on my Switch. I got a ton of retro games on the go, and I know I'm going to be buying the Link's Awakening remake next month on the Switch. And I don't have a ton of cash right now to blow on other games. Um, and so I downloaded a bunch of demos. And I haven't just gone demo crazy in a while, but I downloaded a whole bunch. I got like a MLB, or not MLB, it was like a baseball, some arcadey baseball sluggers game on there, Dragon Quest Eleven, Dragon Quest Builders 2. Uh, there was a couple more on there. I think I got the Pokemon um, Eevee demo that I haven't tried yet. But anyway, the point I was trying to make is like, do more games should do demos. And I don't understand like when games, I know that they're still existing, but not every game does it anymore. And it felt like for a time, it, it felt like every game was releasing a demo. And uh, I'll tell you right now, Dragon's like Square has either sold me Dragon's Quest Eleven or Dragon's Quest Builders Two. Dragon Quest Builders Two. Uh, I haven't decided which one I'm going to buy. Excuse me. I haven't decided uh, this beer beer burps. Uh, I haven't decided which one I'm going to buy yet, but I've, I'm going to buy one at least because of the demo and playing them and how much fun I had with them. I'm kind of leaning toward Dragon Quest Builders too, because I refuse to get back in the minecart or the Minecraft uh drug and uh that's kind of like it'd be a way to get my fix but also play a little bit of an rpg anyway uh demos are sick and more companies should be doing them and when there's a demo that you can save your progress and then when you buy the actual game your progress carries over that's even better so uh if you're out there and you are making video games and you're like oh maybe we should make a demo yes make a fucking demo and you guys play your demos they're worth it they're free and like when you're sitting around we all know that feeling when you finish like a big project game like a 70 hour game and you know that like well now what do i do fucking feeling well 
demos and then you can figure out what you're going to do next so i don't know just wanted to say i've really been enjoying those demos um having said that what have i been playing other than demos over the last seven days uh fire emblem three houses uh again i know i mentioned it like 10 times i did finish it i finished it as a golden deer which was the house i chose phenomenal i really enjoyed it i did find it a little too easy for about the first three quarters of the game and i was playing it on its highest difficulty like hard with permadeath on my characters on and i still found it pretty easy but the last couple maps had a little bit of challenge to them i lost a couple characters near the end no spoilers at all but uh thoroughly enjoyed it the story makes me want to play through it as the other two houses and i've already refired it up playing as the blue lions this time instead of the golden deer so uh it's not the same i'm not as hooked on it as i was playing as the golden deer because i already know about 75 percent of the story i think and you know it's you're back at the beginning where it's really easy and stuff again but uh i cannot i cannot recommend that game enough if you're a switch owner and you like tactical rpgs fire emblem three houses so good it took me about 60 to 65 hours for one playthrough and there's three or four playthroughs in that game with dlc coming so phenomenal uh, I'm back on Tetris 99, that drip that I cannot quit again. I think I've put almost 60 hours into Tetris 99 now. Uh, never get tired of it. Love it. Best Tetris game ever made. And I'm still playing through Paper Mario Thousand Year Door. I've really put some time into the last few days since I finished uh, Three Houses. And uh, I'm saving all my thoughts for it because I'm, we are going to be doing a podcast about it here in the coming weeks. But uh, I like it a lot. Phenomenal. So good. Um, so that's what I've been playing. Good enough. We're at almost 11 minutes. I'll shut the fuck up. We will be getting to Pokemon Snap, you guys. Like I said, episode 61, that is our game of choice. I A uh, little bit of a disclaimer that I put out there for every Pokemon episode of the show. I think we've only done one or two so far. Uh, I like Pokemon. I call myself a competent Pokemon fan. I am not a diehard Pokemon fan, all right? When we did the red, blue, yellow episode way back in like the teens, which you should check out if you want to go back to our archives, the Game Boy games, uh, I did have some diehard Pokemon fans, including one uh, who's a regular guest on this show and a very good friend of mine who'll probably give me shit the next time he comes on the show, uh, who was like pointing out some of the things we missed and stuff like that. I thought I knew the games better than I did. Turns out I don't. I don't know this game super well, and I get that out of the way right off the top, I think. But uh, I do have fond memories of playing it. I was a little older. This came out in 99, so I was like 15 when it came out. But I still loved it. I played the shit out of this game. I've been waiting for a sequel forever, as I think a lot of us have. I thought Switch... We can more do it in the show. I thought Switch would make a perfect uh, way to, to make a sequel to Pokemon Snap, but we'll get into that. Um, I never got too into the spinoff games of Pokemon. You know, I played a little Pokemon Stadium. I never got any of the puzzle leagues or any of that kind of shit. I never played the cards. Uh, but Pokemon Snap was dope. I played it. I don't know if it's as good as I remember, but that's not the point. We are going to remember it. I'm going to remember it with my pal Andre, who loved it as a kid as well. That's what we're talking about this week. I'm going to cue the music. I hope you guys kick back and relax. We are talking Pokemon Snap that originally released in North America on the Nintendo 64 on June 30th, 1999. It just turned 20 years old. Let's talk taking pictures of Pokemon, you guys. Here we go. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul-crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work. Gone. Like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001, and a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the 
best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac, and every 15 minutes on the clock, they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses. I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Here we go, you guys. This is a this one's a big one. This is one of the games. I don't not a lot of people have requested it, but I guarantee you almost everyone has played it. And a quick disclaimer. Uh, okay, first of all, my guest this week uh, returning to the show uh, from from way back in the old days. This guy's always been around. My buddy Andre. How are you, my friend? I'm glad to be here, man. Glad glad to be here and talking this game. <laughs> me, me too, buddy. Thank you for doing it. Quick disclaimer. Okay, we have done one Pokemon episode on this show in the past, and it was Pokemon Red, Blue, Yellow. It was back in like the the 15th episode or so around there and uh i caught a ton of shit from pokemon nerds including pokemon nerds that come on this show (laughs) and if you're listening to this friend of mine you know who you are who was screaming into the micro or into his radio he said just being like no that's not right this is it i understand the passion that you pokemon fans have okay this podcast doesn't involve homework this podcast is just two people reminiscing so when we fuck things up or we forget to mention your favorite pokemon Send all of your angry messages to my Instagram account, my Twitter account, at MemberTheGame, or yell at me on Facebook, okay? I want to hear the feedback, but calm your tits. We're just <laughs> joking around, all right? I get the passion. I feel like that with Mario. If somebody fucked up a Mario game, I would lose my mind. It's a, I haven't, Andre, this game came out in 1999. We're talking Pokemon Snap, as you guys know yeah. from the music, the title, the intro, all that stuff. Uh, I assume you played it in 1999. Yeah, like... This is like I never owned the sixty four, but I like I uh, Uptown Video was it Uptown Video and I can't remember the other video store that was in Morville, but I would rent a sixty four. If one didn't have it, I'd go to the other store and rent a sixty four. I think without fail, I was always I would always get like two or three games with it because you get it for seven days. And Pokemon Snap would always be one of the games I'd I'd, I'd get plus whatever I felt like at the time. But just Pokemon Snap's that game you can just turn on mm-hmm. and just sit there and just that leisurely game yeah it is it's very chill it like and that's why i I always made sure i rented it whenever i rented the 64 it's crazy you say that because i when i was doing i i I know i say i don't do homework i do sometimes when i haven't played a game forever and i don't have access to playing it like this one i will go on and just do a little bit of reading and just you know refresh it in my mind and stuff yeah and uh actually it's funny you say that you used to always rent it because i read the other day that it's like one of the 
I can't remember if it was like Blockbuster released the stat or who it was, but they said it's like one of the five most rented video games of all time, which I'd believe because all of us growing up in those late 90s, it came out March 21st, 1999. So all of us that grew up in that late 90, early 2000 era where you couldn't afford to buy a game, but you go like the best weekends were the ones where you go rent some video games, right? It's either, it was either like what, two, three or seven days for games. Right. And like, I I totally, everyone rented this because like, you got to remember too, I mean, (laughs) it may sound stupid to say because like... I was going to say this is right at the peak of like Pokemon Mania, but here we are literally 20 years later and oh, Pokemon Mania it's, is still... It's just, it's just as big. Like, well, to, it's a different kind of monster now. Oh, yeah. But it, it's like, it's... I mean, it, it has to be in the five most valuable uh, IPs in video gaming I, is Pokemon. I, I still play Pokemon games to this day. Like, of course. I, I literally just deleted Go from my phone. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. I got sick of Go. It was just fast. full. It was just filling my phone too much. I can't <laughs> wait for uh, like they're like Pokemon Sword and Shield are coming out on the Switch that's, this fall. That's the reason I'm I'm going to buy a Switch exactly. for those games. Exactly. I haven't pulled the trigger because I, I haven't had the cash. Yeah. But the, when those games come out, because those are the next in the series yeah. for me, I, I need to buy a Switch. Dude, it's I mean it's already selling like hotcakes, and when you drop a new like giant 3D fucking like next gen Pokemon game, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna sell like wildfire. And, and this. This game, Snap, was what? The first or second to do be on... Was it? I don't know if it came out before or after Stadium. I believe it came out before. I believe so, I read that it came so out this before. this is the first game non, non, not on the Game Boy. Yeah, and I honestly think that's part of the reason that Pokemon Snap was as big a phenomenon as it was. Because, like, truthfully, like, I mean, it's not that it wasn't fun to play. Because it was fun to play, but it's not the world's deepest video game. Mm-hmm. The, there, there's some there's there's hidden things in this game tons. which is really cool yeah but the thing is it's it's a pretty simple straightforward game that really your mother could pick up and play really totally. if, yeah. if if it's that kind of simple of a game but it's just that intriguing of a game because you see all these pokemon doing different things in this game yeah and it's it's giving you pokemon but not the play through and and fight through and battle through it's just kind of cool little side thing right yeah yeah right. Uh, just looking here, it does look like Pokemon Stadium came out before it, but so oh. don't you fucking yell at me. Oh no, it didn't. So shut the fuck up. No, yes, Pokemon right. Snap was first. Okay, so the point I was going to make of that is, uh, I mean, so this, it's not, okay, this wasn't right during the peak of the Pokemon craze, but I will say this was right, like, as the Pokemon craze was really, like, hitting its stride, right? We it? already had Red, Blue, Yellow, and we already had the TV show. The, the movie came the out movie, in 98. Right. Like, so, I mean, Pokemon yeah. was like, we all played Pokemon back yeah. then. It was so fucking big, right? Yeah, it would have been 98, 99 when I was, because it only, I think Red, Blue, Yellow only came out in North America in, I think, 97, 98. Yeah, something like so that. So, it, it's his rate at the craze. So, like, to me, yeah. And so, like, to me, part of the reason this, I mean, part of the reason this game blew up is because it was a cool concept. Part of it because it was Pokemon. And part of it, and I and I know this was a big part of it for bad. Like we all take for granted now that there's tons of games where you see Pokemon in 3D and stuff like that, right? Yeah. But outside of like the TV show and things like that, this was our first chance to see these Pokemon like running 3D, around. And, you know yeah, what I mean? 3D, like, yeah, not just act- sprites. Actively in an environment, right? And so I thought that was really cool. Like I remember. I mean, so this came out in 1999. So like I was like 16. When this game came out, right? And I, I, yeah, it would have been like 13, right? Or like 12, I think it's 12. So yeah. neither of us were like little kids, but at the same time, like, I know I, I played the shit out of this. I know you said oh, you rented it all yeah, the time. I, like, I, it, I never felt yeah. too old for it or anything. No, it's, it's the thing about Pokemon, like, people say, oh, it's kitty, but it's, it's really not. Like, I never thought so because I played it my no. entire, like, I didn't start playing the core games till Gold and Silver. Totally. Because I didn't own the game, the original Game Boy. But, like, I played the crap out of this, like, because I, I rent it and, <clears throat> I like 
I'd play it with like my friends Mark and Chris. We'd play this, and because I don't know if they owned it, but they had a sixty-four, and I know I'd rent this sometimes. And we had to play with them, and we loved this game. Oh yeah, dude! It, do, like I think we were twelve, and yeah, like it didn't feel like it was kitty to us. Yeah, no, and that's the thing is I think anyone that like. I can't imagine too many people that know video games feel like that anymore. But like, if you write off Pokemon because you say it's for for children, <laughs> then like, uh, like, frankly, you just have never played Pokemon because like you could literally like, I mean, if you were if you were, weren't a gamer, I don't think you could pick it up and, and really get into it. But uh, yeah, if you were, uh, sorry, I just was looking at the dates to make sure I didn't fuck up this release date. But I don't think I did. And if I did, I don't care. Fucking yell at me. I don't care. Yeah. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah, like so. If you were brand new to video games today, I could understand you could pick up a regular, like a, a mainstream, uh, a main uh, like Pokemon game, yeah. and and be a little bit overwhelmed if you're not into RPGs and and all that kind of stuff. Well, I could understand how it's not for you. Like my girlfriend loves Pokemon Go, but she's never played a regular Pokemon game because she all she ever plays is like Mario and stuff. And, like that. And I think this was one like if this was back in that day. Yes, even even playing the first the first three. Red, blue, and yellow. Yeah. It, for some people who, if you're not a gamer, to pick that up would still be kind of. There's a lot to those. Totally. Games. Even in the first generation, there's a lot to those games. Totally. And but to pick up Pokemon Snap, you got to sit in a cart. Yeah. You got to take pictures of the Pokemon. Yeah. I think for anybody, this game could could work. And I yeah, and I think that's part of the reason it did work so well is not only because it was our first time to see the Pokemon in 3D and be like, oh, this is so cool, uh, but the fact that like we had never there had never been a Pokemon game this accessible to everybody. Like you said, some people just aren't into RPGs and reading and stats and, and all that kind of stuff. And, and then grinding, and, and grinding, quite grinding yeah. yeah. And quite frankly, like, I mean, anyone that, I mean, if you're listening to this, you've played Pokemon. Like, the core Pokemon games are surprisingly deep if you want them to be. Oh, very much and, so. And even the first gen, before there was anything to do with, like, breeding or any of that stuff, just, it was still... Just the first generation. Just the the, the, the battling classes and things yeah, like just, that, just, right? Yeah, it was, it was insanely depth. And then this game gave you that feel of those games but just yeah. in a more relaxed environment yeah like so i remember playing this and like uh admittedly i am a recovering uh minecraft addict uh <laughs> i haven't played minecraft in a few years now I'm lucky i've never but, and lucky i never got, got dude, hooked on it i started playing with my nephew and just it was like in my veins like it <laughs> took over my it's so calming he was like playing lego and truthfully this uh the pokemon snap to me is like the first i mean if there was one before it i can't think of it this was like my first calming video game like that there was no stress you couldn't die you just were in the i can't remember the name of the car yeah, now it was it, the it was the it was zero one on mark it was all based on the marks it was based on how how well your picture was taken. yeah yeah which which they have incorporated into later games or they, they you can take pictures of them in the sure. new game yeah but like it was a cool little concept because you're what was the guy's name oh todd snap todd snap yeah. todd snap and the zero one was yeah the and the, the zero one thing and then once you're done a level Oak, Oak grades your pictures. Yeah. How about like, Oak gets off his fucking ass and does something? Hey, kid that is running away from home, go collect all why, the Pokemon why, for Why me. does this guy keep telling little kids to go do yeah. dangerous things? Hey, you kid, you have a camera. Go fucking this is ride the, through volcanoes and exploding is, this, factories and take pictures of these creatures for me. This is, But this is the safest he's ever sent a kid on an adventure. It's true, Because he is. gave him a, a protective machine to be You're right. in. You're right. Like He was like, oh, Ash, I don't think Ash is coming back, so let's find a new kid. Uh, let's give them something that'll protect them but that's we're not giving them a pokemon this time yeah and that's what it was was like you were just in this car it was on the rails like it's funny because it's almost like a pokemonized i just invented a word it's almost like a a pokemonized uh 
like like shooting game you know because like there's those games like the living dead and stuff like that you played arcades where you're yeah. on rails and you have the gun and you just shoot stuff it was kind of like that but instead of shooting zombies you were just taking photos of pokemon you got, and, you got to throw apples in uh, those pester balls and that was the cool thing was like they yeah. started and that's one of my favorite things about this game that i kind of forgot about till i started reading it and then i was like oh yeah to just be on the rails and going through these worlds taking pictures of the pokemon was really cool we had never seen anything like that it was like excuse me it was like going through like a, a zoo uh, or like a safari and taking, but instead of taking pictures of elephants and giraffes, you're taking pictures of fucking Pikachus and, and Magikarps. Well, this Shout world's out to version of that yeah. giraffe, yeah. Uh, and so that alone was cool. And you could go through a level because, again, you were on rails. You couldn't, I mean, it hit, at one point you get an item that can speed you up. But you can never like turn around and go backwards or stop and take your time. Like so you, you have were, to be was on that rails. The engine or something. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember. Down. Oh, the dash engine. Dash engine. Yeah. Um, so that was really the only way you could change that part, right? And so even that, like, there was a way because I think it was only seven levels, and even that there was a way to play through the well the, six full through, and then there's the rainbow, and then and then mu, the yeah. rainbow cloud, yeah, yeah, the mu level. Um, and even that was cool, and you could have you could have justified like just like that, and just you have to play through it a couple times because if you're looking to the right of the cart, you might miss something on the left. Yeah, you might find stuff hidden. Well, and it's a play, it's it's a replayability of the level. Yeah, and that's what I was gonna say is as you start unlocking items that for some fucking reason. Oak doesn't just give you off the top, which I know is to to pad the length of the game. But yeah. like, I'm like, God, you're a piece of shit, Professor Oak. Once you start getting apples and pester I, balls, I, I think you get apples off the top because you got to throw them to get Pokemon to do certain things. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, it's, the pester balls I think are given down the road, and then once you get the pester balls, you go back and you play those first couple. Yeah. levels. there's certain things you can do and, with the pester balls. Yeah, and you can get like a flute or something too. Yeah, because I and, think that one wakes up uh, Snorlax. Yeah, and so it's really cool that like there's a reason to play through these levels more and more and more because, like I said, you could justify playing through them two or three times just to see both sides and see if you missed anything. Then you tack in the the different ways that these different items interact with different pokemon because you can do things like i and for the record guys i don't know about andre i haven't played this game in about 20 years I so I'm, i i found i found a place that told me all the small the secret tricks so okay i, I know which ones because i'm not going to sit here and reminisce <laughs> about every single trick because i don't remember all of them. but there are a couple i do remember and some of them are just basic little things like there's one point where you're in like the volcano level and there's a charmeleon walking along the edge of a lava pool yeah. and you hit him with an apple or something, knock him into the lava pool and then suddenly a Charizard pops yeah. out. And like that's so cool that they just, like that's just those little things, like the evolution of Pokemon, yeah. um, you know, or there's one where you have to save Jigglypuffs that are getting attacked in a cave and if you save them all, yeah. then they'll sing for you as like a quartet or a trio well, or whatever. A, with the Magnemites in the tunnel, if you, there's three of them, mm -hmm. but if you, if you, you got to hit them with apples or pestles and you get them all together, yeah. they form Magneton. Right, that's right. And they then form, you can they, get a they, picture. They eventually yeah. evolve into Magneton, which is cool. And then another one, um, I think it's the same level, that it's a tunnel. Um, if you, when you're going by Electrode, if you're, if you throw apples or pestles at them, uh, it agitates them and it explodes, and then you go off on into a new into a new area. Yeah, and that's something I think, I, I think that's how you unlock the next level. And that's something I was going to say too that I thought was so cool is that not only because it's on the rails, right? So you would think it's a very linear, and it and it is kind of, um, but it almost isn't because considering you're on rails, there's so many different ways to interact with the environment, not just with the Pokemon themselves and making them level up or not level up, uh, evolve and shit like that or react in different ways. But yeah, the fact that there are actually hidden paths that you can find by causing reactions with Pokemon uh, yeah. is fucking dope, man. Like they really added a ton of meat to the bone in this game. Like there's oh, so like much to see and do in it. Oh well, yeah, like 
And I, I know for that Charmeleon one, if you don't do something with the Charmanders early, that Charmeleon doesn't show right. up, so and you a, can't get the Charizard. Right. And I and now and I don't remember exactly what it is. The only reason I remember anything about this is because and shit on me if you will. And I know that my pals Miklos and Mark McHugh, if they listen to this, are going to shit on me. Uh, my two favorite Pokemon are Bulbasaur and Magikarp. And I take a ton of shit for that, and I don't care. The Bulbasaur, yeah, I agree with you 100% ha! on. Yeah, fuck you guys, <laughs> Mick Close and Mark, what? and anyone else that hates Bulbasaur. Hey, the, the original series, Bulbasaur is the best Pokemon that started to take because he can get you through the first two gyms very easily. Thank you, Mark McHugh, Mick Close, and the rest of you dickheads that hate on the little garlic that is Bulbasaur. But my, <laughs> but my, my absolute favorite Pokemon is probably Magikarp because I just he's just such a lovable loser. Yeah. And I don't remember exactly how it is, but I know there's something you do. Every, every level in this game has a Magikarp except the, the Mew level. Oh, I didn't know that. Because if you throw uh, the apples or the pester balls into the water in certain in certain areas, Magikarps will pop out. Oh, okay. It, it, it's, it's, it's the little one that gives you a little extra at the end it just gives you that extra picture but they're very quick though right they just and pop and they go back in so you have to be you have to throw and then have your camera ready right immediately and, to get the magic card and i don't remember exactly how it worked but there is a, like there is you can evolve a magic card into a uh i don't know i'm not gonna say it right and pokemon nerds are gonna freak out i'm gyarados. either a gyarados or a gyarados whatever i think it's I gyarados Gyra. yeah mm-hmm. me too but uh you can evolve a, a magic carp into them at one point but you have to bounce them around like three or four times and yeah he goes in, into like uh, a waterfall have it right here um, it's in the valley level like you have to send them into a waterfall or something right like a camera i don't remember exactly how you do it but then you get them like you got to send them into something right you have to hit them pester i think it's at pester balls or apples right and it knocks them into something see so there you go so we, we've only like literally we just spent the last five minutes just talking about a small fraction of the many interactions that you can have with the different Pokemon in this game. And I think that is, to me, that's the absolute charm of this game. Seeing them in 3D and stuff is really cool yeah. and everything, but like it's just the fact watching that- them not just be uh, sprites that don't move. Like seeing them actually be or that these moving creatures. that happens on the screen. Yeah, yeah. Like to see them be actual like living, cre- like almost like the cartoon, right? And it yeah. was like, wow, that's so, like they're, they're real things, you know? Well, it's the fact that you can play this game. If you go through without throwing a single apple or throwing a pester ball or anything, you get to see certain amount of certain amount of Pokemon, right? But then you go through again. You throw apples. Then Pokemon will do something. Like if you throw the apples in front of them, yeah, they'll move and they'll they'll do they'll make certain reactions, right? right? That, and you get a better picture from them, right? Where when sometimes you throw an apple at certain ones, they react and they get all mad and like they'll do them. Like I know the the electrodes. If you take a picture of it exploding, you get higher marks for that. Right. And then certain things like that. And like you get, you, you, you help a Pikachu enough. He'll, he'll use some thunder or something. It's those kind of small little things that make that game. Like today, I I don't, I guarantee I wouldn't go back and play this now. Right. Because the controls would just piss me off. Right. But it's the fact that you can play through and do so many little things that kept, there's a reason that kept me. Pretty much, it's a game I rented every time I rented. Totally. I rented the 64. Totally. And it's funny because, like, they could have released this as a bare bones. You don't get any items to interact with them. You just take pictures. Yeah. And honestly, like, considering how many kids were just Pokemon crazed at that time, I guarantee they could have sold still, a still ton would have of sold it. Like crazy. Right. But the fact that, I mean, this is just classic, like, you know, like, uh, and I know it's not all Nintendo, but like classic Nintendo, like, when they go through and put so much extra meat 
on the fucking bone of these games. Like you said, all the ways they interact, all those types of things. And the, to me, like the secret sauce of this game, this game, there's three aspects of it. There's all the creativity mm-hmm. of getting the Pokemon to react. There honestly is the fact that it's on rails. I'm not normally a rails guy because I want to kind of explore a little bit. Yeah, I'm the same but, way. But this game wouldn't work as well off rails because you don't have that sense of urgency of being like, oh my God, like, you, you know what I mean? Have, like, you only get a... Like, 10 seconds right. to take the picture. You, like, you, you know, it. say you're looking to the left and you're taking pictures and then you quickly breeze around to the right and in the back you see a fucking, uh, a slow poke or, or something whatever, that yeah. you wanted to get a picture of and you're like, oh shit, I missed it. You know what I mean? Like there's that, if you were just walking, you could walk up one at a time and yeah. go get it. And I think you'd finish the game once and be like, all right, well that was done. The rails are necessary. So that's the second factor. Uh, and then to me, the third factor of the whole thing is the grading of your pictures. And yeah. it's in a weird way. It's like you, like I remember playing this game and just like feeling this this sense of, of urgency where I needed the approval of this old man that I fucking hate. That's in a sending video game. you into danger. Yeah, but like because at the end of each level, you get to, if I'm not mistaken, you would go through all your photos you and you had to pick one. the best one of each Pokemon. You took a picture. Yeah. You could have a dozen Pikachu photo, photos. You can only get one. You pick the best one, yeah. and then you submit to that one. And there's, it was like I, I can still remember that fucking great feeling of he's like, that's a great photo. Oh, look at the action pose. I can double your score for that. And you just watch the score yeah. like and, and run up. There was, the, there was like, I think there was, th- I can't remember. There was three grading categories. The first one, is, it was based on the, how how the Pokemon posed. Mm-hmm. But if you got, if you piss the Pokemon off and they started using it a, a move, that's how you got your best. Mm-hmm. I think that's how you get the, they think, don't quote me on this. I think that's how you get your best because it would the the, the action he's doing because he's using the move and it would like double or something like yeah it would bring your score up super high sure yeah like to get a picture yeah. of them was cool but then to and like and honestly like especially keeping in mind that I know the novelty's kind of gone now but back then we'd never see because I mean once Pokemon Stadium and stuff like that started coming out and you could actually see them fight in 3D and stuff and, and even this I, I still enjoyed Snap more than Stadium I, I did ever too. did I did too yeah this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting's a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash remember the game today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash remember the game. Uh, I just thought it was so like to see some of the pictures of some of these guys like like doing these moves and stuff like that like in 3D and yeah and like and you were like dude tr- like, like char- some of them are really cool photos when the Charizard was bringing the fire like he's doing yeah. like, essentially he's doing a flamethrower yeah. I think but he's breathing fire as he comes to the pit and that's awesome and you like and I I never did it I don't know anyone that did uh but if I'm not mistaken that you could take your game to like 
certain places and get like picture like certain video stores and stuff and get your pictures like printed off. Yeah, so, uh, uh, I think I was reading Blockbuster had it for a long time. Right. That you could bring it in and then that you plug it in a cartridge and you'd, if you, or I get I don't think it was you need the cartridge. You just had to have like a save pack. Yeah, yeah. And it was on your. Save oh yeah, pack. like your memory cards. Like yeah. Your save pack that went into the back of the controller or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And if you had that, you it would they bring it in and they load it into the machine and it was I think I think they were saying. I think at one point it was three bucks per picture. Fuck. To get these and shitty... And I guarantee you, a lot of people paid for oh, that. Oh, totally. Totally. But to get these shitty, like, polygon versions of, like... Yep. It's, I don't know. It's Okay. So that's all the good stuff about this game. I do have a couple of minor criticisms of this game. Yeah. Uh, and the first one being... Remembering... You know, I can't imagine any... Uh, there's a lot of kids today listening to this podcast. If you are, ask permission, because I swear way too much for you. <laughs> uh... This was during the first gen, which we all know is the best gen. And there was a hundred. Oh, <laughs> someone's yelling at their fucking radio right mm. now. Um, I could argue that, but <laughs> I, I love, I'm partial to the first gen. Yeah. And there's 151 Pokemon in that generation, uh, and that I know, including if yep. you include you, fucking relax. And they're they're not all in this game. There's like 60 or something. Yeah, I think like that. That, I think it was reading yeah, 60 Pokemon. And that is. I didn't bother me at the time because I was just so excited to see them in 3D and play the game and everything. My brother and I had the player's guide for this game. We got it with the game like for Christmas. And so like we like we fucking destroyed this game because we had the player's guide to tell us tell you where everyone is and yeah. how to get them to act for their best poses yeah. and stuff like that. But having said that, it was disappointing that they weren't all in it. Um, yeah, because like there's some cool Pokemon you don't get and it's just like... and I Yeah, and I feel kind of weird criticizing a game for not having enough in it after I've been sitting here blowing smoke up its ass for where, having the depth the that it does where's but the executor but That's where yeah like we like i mean i got i mean they got most of the heavy hitters in there and yeah, like my like favorite pokemon was in there and stuff I, like I, that i know at one point there's a like a crystal formation that when you put the camera on it looks like mewtwo which is mm. a co- really cool thing and then i guess there's no actual bulbasaur in the game but there's dittos that transform into him. Oh, that's right. They are. They're yes, dittos. But right. like they're dittos. But if you take pictures of them, it counts as a Bulbasaur. Right. Yeah. So then like, I don't know. I just, it's a very minor criticism that like, again, haven't played the game in 20 years and I have nothing but fond memories of the game. Like I'm oh, not yeah. sitting here shitting on it, but it just seems very odd to me that they wouldn't have put, I mean, I, I don't know. And, and I don't know this, but maybe they had intentions of releasing a sequel and wanted it's the very, rest for it. it. I don't know. It's very possible. I, but I also think like get the limitations of, it's an N64 cartridge. It is. There's a lot to, there is a lot to program into that game. You'd have to put in, I think if you're going to do 151, you got to put in at least three to four more levels. Yeah. And honestly, I think that's part of the reason the rails thing was put in it too. Uh, because of like how interactive the worlds could be and how you can make the Pokemon react and stuff like that. You got to remember like this is 19, this isn't fucking breath of the wild where you can do anything anywhere with anything and it reacts perfectly. Right. Like they probably only had so much to work with. And if you leave people on rails, it's not, I mean, part of it I think is it's the charm of the game and add challenge to the game because you're moving. But I also think part of it is that if you just had people on foot walking around, they would have had to put a lot more time and commit a lot more of the cartridges resources to just making the platforming and stuff like yeah, that so you possible so you move. could go places right it, and the fact is you'd have to they'd have to because everything no matter what angle you put 
It's from a certain shot. Yeah, so that takes. Where a, if you're if you're moving, they got to create for you to get closer. Totally, they got to make it, and that's a lot of that's a lot more programming. Totally, in the end. yeah, and you got to remember too, right? Like in 1999, they were still trying to figure out exactly what they wanted to do with cameras and 3D games and, and, and plus, stuff like that. And plus, they were stuck on a cartridge. They were stuck on a cartridge, which <laughs> I still Nintendo, you fucked up. Don't yeah. use cartridge. I mean, now they're back to cartridges. Yeah. but and I love cartridges, but. They they work now because the technology's cast, does, caught up to what totally. can go on a cartridge. But I did read that this was originally going to be a disc drive game, and then they turned it to cartridge when the disc drive died a horrible death. Yeah, but I am curious to know what this game could have been if it had been on on a disc. I think it could have been a lot bigger. I think. Yeah, I think there would have been a, at least three or four more levels, and all one fifty one would have been yeah. an easy. So you look back on it; it's ugly now. Uh, although I don't even think part part of it still looks cool, and I hate like, that I, era. I watched some videos online, and I'm like, this like comparatively, that still looks really good. Sure, like, and I'm a I'm a. Uh, it's pretty smooth for an N64 game, unquestionably. And I take it like I fucking shit on that era of video game a lot for their graphics, the PlayStation One and the Nintendo 64. Mm. I and we all know that. Like I don't think they've held up well. No. I don't think a lot of those games play well. I don't think they that, look. There's well. very few that hold up now. This one doesn't look terrible. It is ugly by today's standards, but it doesn't look awful. You no. Know? And so that brings me to the number one thing. Well, I think it, it, why it holds up is because it wasn't trying to be realistic it was like it was it was basing on a cartoon sure that's i think the cartoonier of the games hold up better because it's more rounded more yeah i agree with that so you don't it doesn't come off as blocky yeah and it's still blocky but it doesn't come off as blocky because it's based on a rounding yeah. cartoon system yeah, yeah i mean really it was i mean detective pikachu just came out and you look at the pokemon in that movie and they look absolutely gorgeous. They look like almost realistic. They right. Realistic. And so you compare it to that and it's different, right? But then that's what I wanted to bring up. Uh, we have never gotten a sequel to this game. We've never no. gotten an HD remake. I know they re-released it on, I believe they re-released it on the virtual consoles on the Wii and the Wii U. Yeah, but it's still, it's, but it's still the original It's still just game. the original game. And that's something I've been very curious about because I was reading it, about it and they said they've kind of, they haven't straight up said we'll never do it, but they also haven't come out and said, yeah, here it comes. But do you know how much harder that would be you're, I think there but, are what eight hundred and some Pokemon. Totally, now? but I mean, the if they did, if they did sixty of the original one hundred and fifty-one, they could put in, they could put in one hundred and fifty of eight hundred. I guarantee you, they could probably put it in as eight the eight hundred something. Totally, now. and today you but, could sell DLC yeah. with more levels and more Pokemon. Yeah, that you break it up, which and, would suck. But and like <laughs> I, I will lie to you, man. Like I, I'm, I, I know I'm in the vast minority, but I really enjoyed the Wii U, uh, with the gamepad and everything. Oh, I, I enjoyed system. playing the Wii U, and I am blown away. That we did it not felt get like a Pokemon a big game gear. Yeah, it did. But it had the gyro controls too, where you could like. Yeah. And I'm like, once you've got those controls in a in a in a console, why are we not playing Pokemon Snap on it? You know what I mean? Like the 3DS, I think would have been okay for Pokemon Snap. But oh yeah. I, but I think easily could have easily could have handled Snap. The Wii U would have been great. And I and I just I tell you, like I know that their focus right now is on Pokemon Sword and Shield, and I get it because those games are going to. You just said yourself, you're buying a Switch. I'm for buying one. a Switch for that. Like so, so, I was debating, I was debating buying a Switch for Let's Go. Right. and Pikachu, right. but I was like, I'm like, so, ah, it's not my style. Like, it's still, it's more the Pokemon Go style totally. game. Sword so I was and, like, I'm gonna wait for the core games. Yeah, so, yeah, Sword and Shield will move consoles, but to me, like the the Switch is portable. It's selling like fucking gangbusters. By the end of Christmas, everybody's going to have one. In particular, if they end up, and I I have no doubt in my mind, it's coming. They are going to release like a Switch Lite or something, maybe something without Joy-Cons that come off, they can sell for less, that they can sell to families. Oh, you have two kids and both kids are going to want their own copy of Pokemon. 
buy two Switch lights, save $100, and yeah. then they each have one. Tell me that the Switch, if you were ever going to release a sequel to Pokemon Snap, the Switch is the console to do it on. Oh, it has. It's handheld. You could do it, you, you can, you do to, it by the hand, or you can do it on your TV. Yeah, and with Nintendo trying, and I don't know how well it's working. It, I, well, I do know how well, how well it's working. It's not. Nintendo trying to get into virtual reality with their Labo system and yeah. stuff. Whether you want to put the virtual reality aspect of it in or not, the fact that you could pick up the Nintendo Switch or just the Joy-Cons if it was on the TV and literally shift your body and turn... I'm turning but you can't see me and turn your hands and stuff yeah and that's instead of trying to use the fucking joystick like you would on the poco on pokemon snap you literally are just turning your body and taking pictures you stand in the middle of a room and you could just spin in a circle yeah and 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 do that and do this like it it would really work i just i i just i'm not going to sit here and say it's coming but uh, if ever they were like hey now's our chance to re-release this it's right now. Oh yeah, and want- I and I don't want a re-release of the original. I want a new Pokemon. No, and, and even if you did two hundred Pokemon spanning Gen one to Gen totally seven, I think we're on yep. now. Yeah, it. I think I think people would be happy with. Oh, it. they would sell like gangbusters. And yeah. then once it's selling, then you're like, oh hey guys, for for fifteen bucks, we're dropping some DLC. Here's some more levels. And here's, here's some more Pokemon levels in Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. And then the fact that you, I mean, like, imagine if we had had Twitter and Instagram to share your photos that you took back in 1999. Well, you know what I mean? You could literally have some uploadability from your Switch straight to Twitter, straight to Instagram, straight to whatever you want. Right. I guarantee it, and, it would have something of that sort. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you can do that now. Like, I, like, I do it. I, take a, I can take a picture of my Switch, hit upload, and put it on my yeah. on the member of the so game. You know uh, they have it. So it's like, on one hand, somebody might argue that when Pokemon Sword and Shield. Pardon me. When Pokemon Sword and Shield come out, maybe people will already be doing that. They'll be using the camera app and taking pictures. But but I mean, the game's not designed for that like a Pokemon Snap would be. Yeah. And I mean, if it, like, I mean, you're right. Like, there were some cool things in the original 1999 Pokemon Snap. Like, you'd, you'd see, like, a Pokemon react to something, and you're like, fuck, that looked pretty rad. Like, I got a yeah. cool picture there. Imagine what they could do with the graphics in 2019. And, like, you could make them, like, if you threw, threw like pastor again if they brought back passballs you can throw passballs and make them fight in in this one and you could get like a pikachu versus some like a something else yeah and fighting and then you take the picture of them attacking each other and you get triple the points or quadruple the points for the fight version i just to me it seems like a no-brainer and i mean and like nintendo i mean it's i mean they aren't stupid but like everybody knows that pokemon's a license to print money right every pokemon game sells you pokemon like the 3ds is the house that pokemon built like, I mean, and then 3DS was great, but Pokemon yeah. was Pokemon on it, right? Pokemon built the handheld system. Poke- totally. If it wasn't for, if it, like, totally. Don't Same get me as wrong. the Game Boy. Yeah, the Game Boy is the reason. Like, if they, Pokemon never come along, I think it would have been a good system, but never yeah. the epic system it's the, become. The two most important handheld games of all time are Tetris for the Game Boy and yep. the original Pokemon games oh, yeah, by a easy. mile. And then, I mean, you throw in Pokemon Go makes billions of dollars a year. Like, billions. I've, I've spent money on it. Right? Everybody. It yeah. makes so much money. Like, we should do an episode of this on Pokemon Go at some point, maybe. Yeah. But anyway, Pokemon Go has made a fortune. The handheld games have made a fortune. Every spinoff game makes a fortune. Po- Pika- Detective Pikachu finally just dethroned Avengers, I believe. No, uh, he came in second. Oh, fuck. Uh, okay. It was John, John Wick came out the week after. Oh, yeah, John Wick. Yeah. Fuck off, John Wick. Anyway, Detective I, Pikachu. I haven't seen a single one of those movies. No, he, fuck him. Detective Pikachu is huge. Like, the Pokemon franchise is so big. The big trifecta of Mario, of Mario, Nintendo games are Mario, Zelda, and Pokemon. Yeah. If you're ever going to give us a Pokemon snap, it's fucking now. You got this. You got this. There's something to do. Quit do it. fucking around, Nintendo. Um, 
I felt good. That was a good podcast. Yeah. Uh, before we score this thing, you got any other thoughts on the legendary Pokemon Snap? No, just just it was that enjoyable. Just sit back and relax. Game. It was a very chill game. It was yeah. fun. It was. If we get a Nintendo sixty four classic someday, uh, I, I have on. I have zero doubt in my mind that that game is a uh, is on. Snap's got to be on. Zero doubt. Uh, and it's better than Pokemon Stadium. So by far, Andre, if you had to give Pokemon Snap a score on a scale of one to ten, seven and a half. Seven and a half. Yeah, because like it, it's a good game, relaxing, but you know it's got its faults, and totally. it's not the most exciting game in the world. No, it's not. Yeah. I, I would have given it a nine back then, but yeah, yeah today back then I probably would have been higher. But yeah, I'll go with like a, I'll go with like a seven. Now it's fine. It just I would yeah. ra- like truthfully I would rather play uh, Pokemon yeah. over Pokemon Snap. Like I'd rather play the game. Oh, and sure. honestly, the fact that we're both saying that might be why we've never gotten a Pokemon Snap release because they only have so much time and money and manpower to commit to developing these and, games. And, and you got to think like well, these new series were coming out like. You'd put your new one out, then you'd do the remake the next year is what they've been doing for years, mm-hmm. and then the new one, then the remake. That's only two years of development. Yeah. And I mean and now like, with the Switch, it's gonna be even bigger. It would be rad, but I mean, yeah, like it's if you're them, why take sales away from Sword and Shield with Pokemon Snap? I, I don't I wouldn't think it would hurt sales at all. I just if just, anything, I would give I, them I another eighty dollars. Qual- I think it's just quality. Yeah, I'll give really, you another eighty dollars, yeah. Nintendo. Uh you guys, thank you so much for listening and Andre, thanks for doing this. I'm Listen. As I've stated off the top, if you hardcore Pokemon nerds have a beef with anything we said, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on Twitter at MemberTheGame. You can find me on Instagram at MemberTheGame or at Facebook.com slash RememberTheGame. And Andre, you are on the Twitter if at... You, if you want to yell at me too, at that Canada guy on Twitter, at that Canada dude on Instagram. Let them have it. And uh, Bulbasaur is the best. And fuck you if you think differently. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. That's going to do it for this week's episode, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Andre, thanks for coming on the show. And each and every one of you, uh, I already said thanks for listening, but really, thanks for listening. Uh, you guys, follow us on Twitter, on Instagram, at MemberTheGame. We'll follow you back. I'm happy to do that, okay? You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash RememberTheGame. And most importantly, Patreon.com slash RememberTheGame. Two bucks a month is all I'm asking. You're going to get more podcasts. You're going to get shout-outs. You're going to get entries into draws to win stuff, including this month's draw where the deadline is this Saturday, August 31st. I'll be doing a shoot of the draw, uh, the draw video during the first couple days of September. We'll be giving away a gift card. The more people sign up for Patreon, the better the gift card is. You've got a good chance at winning. It's not one of those one in thousands. You've got like a one in 20, one in 30 shot at winning just for listening to the show. And you get and you get a bunch of extra podcasts and I'll say your name on the show and all that good stuff as well, okay? So well worth your time. Two bucks a month, patreon.com slash remember the game. And uh, last of all, please leave us a good review. If you guys are enjoying the show i know i ask every week i listen to podcasts that ask every week i don't usually do it but they really do accomplish something apparently we're showing up in the charts on retro gaming podcasts now when you search them which is fucking cool so uh leave us a good review don't hesitate to reach out and say hi for listening to the show i want to know where you are where you're listening what you like what you don't like people from sweden australia england the states here in canada everyone saying hi i think that is the coolest fucking thing in the world thanks for listening you guys and i'll be back next week with episode 62 of remember the game in the meantime go play some video games stay out of the sun because it'll burn you and i'll talk to you again in a week take it easy cheers